It's like Sunday, so let's think about today, right? It's Sunday, and uh, you know, it's probably like seven or eight o'clock at night, and you start thinking about Monday. And you start thinking about Monday, and you realize, oh man, tomorrow's Monday, and you probably look like this baby right here. Like, look at this baby, right? So you're realizing there's Sunday night, there you are sitting on the couch. You see the baby? There you go. That's it. That's it. Is it a is it a picture? Is it the meme? Do we gotta click it? Okay. Imagine this baby crying. Where it's like it's doing that and it's like it's just crying. It's like, okay, that's that's what it feels like, you know, Sunday night, about to be Monday, we're just crying. We're like, oh my goodness. And then, right, let's just say we're there on Monday, we're there on Tuesday, and and you're like, you know what, I'm just working, I'm doing my things. And then all of a sudden your boss comes in. Now, I don't know your relationship with your boss, but some of you might kind of make this face when your boss walks in. It's kind of like this little cat. Uh, Let's see that cat real quick. Your boss walks in and you're like, really? Oh man, I did not want to deal with you today. Like today is not the day to deal with you. Um, Again, I just, I don't know what your relationship is with your boss, or maybe you make this face when your boss is trying to tell you something that you don't want to do, and you're like, oh man, really? Um, And then, let's just say your boss tells you to do something a little too many times, right? They ask you a little uh, too many questions or make you do something you really don't want to do uh, one too many times. And so, have you guys ever seen the movie Inside Out by any chance? Okay, you, you probably recognize this guy. If not, I'll, I'll be the first one to introduce you to this guy. He's kind of like a red guy. He's about to explode, and you're like, man, like, are you serious? Like, I don't really want to do this. You get super mad, and then the meme, like, kind of the flames go up, like, you know, the flames kind of come out of your head because uh, you get super frustrated with your boss. And so um, I show you these because it's just so fascinating that the Word of God would say something about how we're supposed to live in our jobs. Like it says something about how we are supposed to like submit to this authority that's, that's over us in the workplace. And, and sometimes us in the workplace, um, you know, we cry, we get a little frustrated, we get a little bit mad. Um, and when you think about this whole aspect of submitting or the, the practicing submission, submission is hard enough, like for the Lord's sake, but maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit harder, like in the workplace, a little bit more difficult in the context of a job um, because maybe those relationships that you have. Uh, but I hope that like in the next 20, 25 minutes, we can kind of just see what the word of God says and how Jesus is the example of submission for us to follow. Um, because part of me just wants this text to just come alive for you. Like, part of me just wants to read this text, like, over and over and over and over again to where it is ingrained in us. So when we look at it, we're like, whoa, okay, Lord, maybe I haven't been like you. Maybe I haven't been following in your footsteps. And so I'm really grateful for this series of submit or what does it mean to submit uh, because we are talking about this really difficult topic but allows us to put pictures up here uh, to kind of make it a little bit more uh, light and not, not so heavy. So I'm grateful for that. And so uh, let's go ahead and turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. And we'll be in verse 18. So as you turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18, um, 
I feel like I just need to keep defining this word submission for us. Uh, the reason I need to keep defining it is because we do live in a culture that's kind of taken advantage of that word. They've taken advantage of what it actually does mean to submit and what that looks like. And our culture, like I talked about last week, sees submission as someone who's lesser, someone who has less value, someone who's weaker. Our culture teaches us that submission is this, this maybe this authority that looks down at someone and says, man, you have to do what I say when I want you to do it and you have no say in it. That's a little bit of what our culture teaches us about submission. But as we look at scripture, we see that scripture actually like elevates submission as, as like power and influence. And, and it sees it as a good thing. It sees it as strength, especially when applied the right way. And so what does it mean, not just meme, what does it mean to submit? So here's the definition one more time for us as we look at this definition of submission. So submission is when I yield my will to your will so we will honor God together. I'll say it one more time. Submission is when I yield my will to your will so we will honor God together. And again, we have to be honest. So I said this last week, but I'll say it again. We have to be honest. Like, when is the last time that you were just so excited to say, you know what? We can do things your way and not mine. When was the last time that we were excited of saying, you know what? Hey, I'm just not going to say anything. We'll just do it your way. Eh, we like to do things our way. We like to have the control. We like to make sure it's perfect in our own eyes. And so we see it's difficult, but you need to see that submission actually has a goal and the goal is not for us to have control. Like, the goal of submission is not for us to be like, man, let's do it my way and you submit to me. No, 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 no. The goal of submission to, to one another is to honor God. Like, that's the goal of submission. And that's why we have this definition of I will yield my will to your will so we will honor God together. And so with that, let's go ahead and stand up together. And we'll read 1 Peter chapter 2. We'll start in verse 18, and we'll go all the way to verse 25. So it says this, Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Verse 22 is, is amazing. It says, He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he, didn't, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd 
and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. And praise be to God. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I would want to just like read that and read that and read that and read that over and over again and just not even say anything. Like that's what I would like to do. Uh, but we're going to do, we're gonna, we are going to read it a couple times and we are going to say a couple things about it. And so what's this main idea? Like what are we talking about here? So we are talking about this example of submission, but what's the main idea? Well, again, that main idea is actually the definition I gave you. That submission is when I yield my will to your will so we will honor God together. Like, I hope that by the end of the series, you can kind of say that definition with me uh, by memory because it's just so important for us to know that submission is very intentional. It's this, like, act of of self-control and self-denial and honestly even, like, self-sacrifice in a way. And it has this whole end goal of honoring God. And so as we look at these passages, I just want to show you some things and maybe even three reasons why we should submit. And we're going to be talking about the context of the workplace, context of a job, and we're going to look at some things here. But what are, some, what are three reasons why we should submit? So I'm going to give you the first one right here that comes from verses 18 to 20. So why should we submit? Well, here it goes. Submit out of reverence. Submit out of reverence. Uh, Verse 18 is really clear. It says, Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters. You see, we don't submit out of money's sake or family's sake or or power's sake or authority's sake. We submit for the Lord's sake. Like we submit out of reverence to him. And you see, this, this word reverence, you could be using it as like respect. Reverence, respect, honor, all of those synonyms you could use. And so how, how do we get to that place of like reverence of God and respect of God? Or I kind of see it like this, kind of like magnifying God. Like whenever I magnify the Lord, think of like a magnifying glass. Whenever I get a magnifying glass, what does it become when I get close to it? It becomes bigger. So the closer I look at magnifying something, the bigger it gets, the more of the richness I get from it, the more of the depth that I get from it. So whenever I magnify the Lord, look closely to who the Lord is, the depth of his grace, the depth of his mercy, the depth of his power, the depth of his riches come alive. Like the closer I look at it, the more I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, like you are all powerful, all gracious, all knowing. And so out of reverence to the Lord, I can submit to the government because he's told me to. Out of reverence for the Lord, I can submit to the authorities and my boss because God has, has told me to. And so as we look at this, we do submit out of reverence for the Lord, but this whole word of like slaves right, might make us feel a little uneasy. You're like, okay, and you said, what does it mean by slaves? Like, why does Peter say, hey, slaves, submit to your boss, submit to your master? So we kind of have to like transport ourselves back to like Peter's time. And we have to recognize there were actually different kind of slaves in his time. Uh, Some of the slaves that were in his time were actually some of the slaves you might be thinking of. These slaves that had no voice, that were seen as property, were not really seen as people. That's kind of how like Aristotle phrased it. He's like, they're like non-persons is what he said. And so you did have those slaves, but also you kind of had these slaves that were household servants pretty much. And so the the Greek word used here is actually more of that household servant kind of slave, whereas a slave who, or not slave, but really like household servant, 
I was one of those people who maybe were like a doctor or a teacher or a musician, maybe someone who taught music to the kids. But what you need to know is that these, these servants worked really, really close with the non-Christians in that Roman household. I mean, they were side by side. They were there. And, and like some bosses, like some masters, uh, you had some people who were really nice to them and some people who were really harsh to them. And so I can just imagine Peter writing this to these Christians, and he's like, man, I know some of you are slaves. I know some of you are servants. And so because of that, I'm going to write specifically to you guys of what it looks like and why to submit to your master and to your bosses here. And what I love is that Peter does say, for the Lord's sake. Like, hey, you servants, hey, you slaves, submit for the Lord's sake. Because you know what that means? That means that their submission to them has nothing to do with the master. Their submission to them has nothing to do, and it doesn't depend on the boss, if the boss is nice, if the boss is cool, if the boss is six foot tall or four foot tall, or if the boss is wide, or you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what the boss is, what the boss does. He just says, submit to them out of reverence for the Lord. Obey them out of reverence for the Lord. And so I just kind of want to make this personal for us just for a moment and think of like, what does that practically look like? Like, what would that look like for these servants and these slaves to be like, okay, well, I'm going to obey you and submit to you, not for, for your sake, but for the Lord's sake. Well, I'm going to use the same phrase I used last week, but a little bit different. Servants of the Lord must be the best employees at work. Servants of the Lord must be the best employees at work. You see, because we work for the Lord. We're new people with new purpose, and we should look like it when we're at work. And whenever I look at this passage, I just think, you know, whatever I do, no matter who's in front of me, man, they should be able to see Christ. They should be able to see a new Messiah. They should be able to see like a filter. They should be able to see this reverence, because I'm not working to like do something out of selfish gain. But man, I'm doing something to glorify the Lord. I'm doing something to bring honor and glory to him. And so I want to point you to Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. I want you to write that down. Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24, it says this, and you might know it. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. So whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. It's the Lord Jesus Christ that we're serving in all that we do. And I want to remind you of just the following, or just a couple verses before this where it says, fear God and honor the emperor. Again, I'm not supposed to be fearing my master or fearing my boss. I'm supposed to be fearing the Lord, a reverent kind of fear in honoring them. And so I know probably some of you have experienced a bad boss. I know some of you probably experienced uh, someone who tried to uh, make you do things that you didn't want to do. Maybe you worked at a Starbucks and then put you for too many hours, or maybe you worked at a school and they made you work like 100 hours. I mean, I don't know what your experience is. But I'm assuming that most of us have probably had a bad experience with a boss uh, at some point in time. And so when you think about this experience with this bad boss or whatever, did you ever ask yourself a couple questions of like, you know, 
why can't I have another boss? You know, I wish I just had a different boss. I wish I had a boss that really cared for me. I wish I had a boss that like knew my family, or I wish I had a boss that at least like saw me for who I am, or I wish I had a boss that like actually like made me love my job and not like hate it. Man, I wish I had a boss that wasn't so annoying because maybe it actually do my job with joy. Like, man, I wish I had just a perfect boss that was just different than this one. Anybody asked those questions before? I'll tell you this, I've never asked that question about Chris Wall, okay? Chris Wall's a, a great man. I've never asked that question about him. But these are some questions that might, might come to our mind, but here's a question I have for you. Uh, let's imagine you did have a perfect boss. Let's imagine that the boss that you're thinking of that was the worst automatically just became perfect. Would you still obey everything that they would say? Would you still submit yourself to their way instead of your way? Would you do that? I would probably dare say that you still wouldn't. I would probably dare say that you would still not submit 100% of the time and say, you know what, you're always right. We're going to always do things your way and not my way. And here's the reason I say that. Because most of the time, our unwillingness to submit has nothing to do with them. Our unwillingness to obey, our unwillingness to humble ourselves, most of the time has nothing to do with who our boss is. It has more to do with us and how we are sinful and we want control and we want it our way. And here's the reason I say that. It's because all of you who have put your faith and trust in Jesus have a perfect boss. Have a boss who loves you, who cares for you, who wants the best for you. Did you know that you actually have a boss who's like died for you? A boss who literally gave his life so that you would have life? You have a perfect boss literally right in front of you, and guess what? <laughs> we don't submit to that boss 100% of the time. We just don't. And it has nothing to do with God being good or God being bad or God being this or God being that. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. But it has everything to do with our unwillingness, with our own sin to say, you know what, I think my way is just better than yours, God. Like, God, I, I honestly much rather suffer for doing wrong than suffer for doing good because I think my wrong is better. And so we see that we are these people who even though we have a perfect boss, we still disobey. And what I want you to read is that as we look at this, the scripture is telling us that we are to submit ourselves out of fear and reverence for the Lord and that it is better for us to suffer for doing good than for doing bad. And so it's out of this reverence for the Lord. And so I'm going to give you just a practical little thing that one of my mentors gave me. Uh, so I want you to think about you being in the workplace. I want you to think about looking at your boss. I want you to think about maybe looking at that person who really annoys you, who maybe you don't get along with, who tells you things all the time. And I want you to ask these two questions to them. Like, literally, if you could do this this next week or just call them, whatever, this would be great. Because my mentor showed me this, and I was like, you know what, that's genius. Because especially if it's like a lost person that's in front of, you, in front of me, what kind of testimony would this be? It'd be a crazy cool testimony. And so I want you to look at them and say, am I meeting your expectations? Like, like you're my boss. Am I meeting your expectations? Do you share the humility in that? Do you hear the obedience in that? Do you hear the submission in that? So am I meeting your expectations? And then the second question is this. Is there anything that you wish 
that I was doing right now? Or is there anything that you wish that I could be doing better? And so I asked that question because, again, like, this is a way that we can kind of just come to our boss and say, man, out of reverent fear to the Lord, because I'm a servant of the Lord Most High, man, I want to be the best employee at work. Like, I want to be the guy who, who, like, sets the standard in your life. And you go, you know what? I really just want to hire Christians all the time because they're the best ones at their job. And so as we ask these questions of, like, hey, like, like, help me do better. Like, what can I do right now? Or, man, am I meeting your expectations? Again, what kind of testimony of humility would that be? Because I promise you they're probably not getting that question from anyone else. And so I just want to share that with you as we look at this whole aspect of us as, as employees submitting to the employer. The next thing I want us to see here is, is actually from verses 21 to 23. So you've seen that we need to submit out of reverence, and now we're going to see that we submit out of confidence. We submit out of confidence. Verse 21 says this, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. I mean, these verses right here are honestly the focal point of this passage. The focal point where it's saying that we have to place ourselves under the leadership of others that, that God has placed there. This is the focal point where it talks about how Jesus had submitted himself to authorities, guess what, without sinning. And so there's a shift in this passage where instead of just looking at this relationship of employees and employers, now it's looking at this example of Jesus and saying, look how Jesus submitted himself without ever sinning. Like he suffered without sinning. He was, he was beat up and, and never wanted to curse them out. His, his clothes torn, I mean, all these things without ever sinning. And so when I look at the example of Jesus, man, I can submit to the Lord for what he's done for me, and I can submit to him in confidence. And I can have confidence in Jesus. I can trust Jesus, and I can honestly confidently submit myself to others, those that God has told me to submit to, because I have confidence in the Lord. And God has given us every single reason to trust him. So if you're in a moment right now in your life where you don't know if you can trust God or not with a certain aspect of your life, man, can I just tell you that God has given you every reason to trust him? Every single reason. And Jesus has been the example for us and honestly how to navigate the, these really weird instances in life where someone does us wrong. Jesus is the example where he says, man, I understand that people have done you wrong. I understand that you're suffering. I understand that maybe you've been accused falsely. But just like me, in verse 22, he says, he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. And we are to do the same. We're to do the same. And so I have a question for you. What is an aspect of your life that you're not fully and confidently trusting to the Lord? What is an aspect of your life that you haven't said, okay, God, I really want to just submit this to you because of my confidence in you? 
That's a good question I think that we need to ask. And so we've seen that we are to submit out of reverence, submit out of confidence. And the last thing I just want to show you from this passage is that we are to submit out of dependence. Submit out of dependence. And I just want to read this again for you. Verse 24 says this, He himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. You see, we can submit to the Lord out of dependence because guess what? We need him. We need him. Like we need to submit to the one who gave us life, submit to the one who made us new. And I'm about to say something that maybe is contradictory to what you're thinking, but submitting to the Lord is a blessing. Submitting to the boundaries and the limits that God has placed is a blessing in our life because it's for the best. And he's putting right here the boundaries for us. And he's saying, man, you need to know that you can live in freedom because of what I did and how I submitted myself on the cross. And so because of that, man, let's do the same. And so this is the moment where I want to show you another meme, but I think it's just going to be a picture at this point, and it's okay, because I think I've showed it to you before, and I can describe it for you. So let's go ahead and, and put this picture, because honestly, maybe the picture is even better, because maybe this is where you're at. So I don't know if you guys have seen the meme where you have this sheep, and it's just stuck. It's just stuck in there. And all of a sudden, this guy pulls the sheep out, and as soon as the sheep is just pulled out, the sheep like runs and dives into the same hole that it was in. Like the same little narrow thing and goes bloop and it's like head first, feet are out. That's kind of what we do. That's kind of what we do when we are stuck in our sin or we are stuck somewhere. We're stuck not submitting to the Lord. The Lord pulls us out, lets us go and all of a sudden instead of living in freedom, we jump right back into the hole that we were in. Instead of submitting to the Lord and submitting to his boundaries and submitting to his limits, we jump right back into where we were. And so my friends, I just, my family, I just wanna, wanna encourage you and challenge you. Let's submit to God first. Let's submit to God first because I think so many times we submit to ourselves first. Of saying, God, I'll follow you if and only if I can, blank, 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 blank. God, I'll, I'll follow you. I'll, I'll walk in your steps if and only if you answer that one prayer. No, no, no. Let's submit to God first. And understanding that submission and our unwillingness to submit really has less to do with who's in front of us and more to do with ourselves. And so that's my, that's my challenge and my encouragement to you. And so what I want to do is just take a moment of prayer. Um, and here's how I want you to pray. If you have a boss, if you have a job and you have a boss, I want you to pray for your boss. And then after you pray for your boss that's in your job, because maybe some of you don't, and I want you to pray for yourself 
and say, Lord, will you help me submit to you first? Help me submit to you first. So let's go ahead and pray together. Lord Jesus, we, we recognize the sin in our life and we ask that you forgive us. But Lord, we also recognize the grace that you give, that you bore our sins on the cross. Lord, that it was by your wounds that we were healed. Lord, we are no longer defined by the wound, but we are defined by the healing that you've given us spiritually. Lord, I pray for all of those who have a boss in here. Lord, I pray for their bosses. Lord, I pray that if they don't know you, that those in this room would be the best testimonies of what you've done, the best testimonies of your grace, the best testimonies of your love. Lord, I pray that by the way that they do good works, by the way that they ask their questions, by the way that they, that they honor you in submitting to them, I pray that they would come to know you. Lord, I pray for all those who do have a job in here and maybe have suffered or are suffering in their workplace. Lord, I pray that they would remember that it's, it is admirable to suffer for doing good in that context. Lord, I pray for art, for ourselves, for us. God, I pray that you would increase our humility, increase our humility to be able to submit to you first before anyone else and before all things. Lord, help us not be like that, like that sheep that is taken out of, of that hole to live in freedom and to live within the boundaries and limits that you've placed. Help us not be the sheep that just runs back into the hole. Lord, thank you that you're faithful to pick us up. You're faithful to get us out. But Lord, don't, don't let that be an excuse for us to keep running to the hole. God, we submit everything to you. Help us do that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.